this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Sonny Sunstein from M&T Bank and M&T Tech. We talk about his career path and path around the United States and what brought him to Buffalo, what brought him to M&T Bank. And from there, a lot of the investments that M&T Bank is making in our innovation economy, in our downtown, and in workforce development. Great conversation, so much really good information. Thanks to him for his time and you for yours. Sure. I'm originally from New York. I uh, grew up downstate. I like to say downstate. It's actually Long Island. Um, and I've kind of moved around the country and had a lot of different roles. Uh, most recently, before coming to Buffalo, I was the CIO of a, uh, the largest community bank on the, in the Pacific Northwest out in Portland, Oregon. Um, but I, you know, a couple of years ago, I guess about three and a half years ago now, I was having some chats with M&T about um, technology and transformation and, and, and coming to Western New York and, and really, you know, helping to evolve the capabilities, not just in M&T, but more broadly. And I took that opportunity, uh, became a CIO for consumer business and digital banking at M&T. So sort of anything you see in a branch uh, in the contact center, ATMs, you know, credit debit cards, online and mobile banking, m2b.com. So sort of all the stuff that, that many, uh, you know, retail and small businesses uh, would, would interact with the bank from a technology standpoint or what my teams work on. So that was three and a half years ago you joined MT? It was three and a half years, February of 2018. So coming up on four years here very soon. Well, and then I, I think it was right before the pandemic, MT made the big announcement about the tech hub, I think in, in 2019, maybe. Um, so I know that that sounds like it coincides, you know, pretty closely with when you joined the bank. So tell us a bit, you know, for the audience that might not know about what that major kind of announcement and investment in Western New York was. Uh, first, tell us about that, and then we'll get into your experience with it. Yeah, I, I really, uh, Seneca One is, is an amazing um, beacon for our community. Uh, I just saw a meme of uh, Josh Allen hurdling it based on his hurdle in the Kansas City game, which I, I was very... Uh, happy to see. Um, so I think it's become a little bit of an icon for the community. But to back up, the reason it, it exists is, is as um, we were looking at our technology transformation, as we were looking at the role of technology, not just for M&T, but for Buffalo, for Western New York, we said, what can we, we're going to, you know, um, we talked about our tech transformation, hiring a thousand new technologists, needing a home for, for much of our technology. And we, we, we did a RP, we really looked around and we really became enamored with the idea of not just ourselves being at Seneca One as part of a tech hub, but others. And we've seen that with 43 North and Lighthouse and Serendipity and others. We're trying to create a community. And if you think about it, Seneca One, tallest building outside of New York City, now a tech hub. You've got the, 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 the UB Medical Campus and all of the, and Roswell and the Children's Hospital and all the things going on there and all the biotech and medical. And then you've got this corridor between the two on Main Street. We see that as, as really a, the, the, the foundation of a, of a, of a new uh, tech ecosystem that can really uh, lift the city and, and provide opportunities for so many folks. Yes, you were very intentional, it sounds like, in the choice of Seneca One as that beacon of our innovation economy. Um, 
you were also very intentional. I recently did a tour of the space about the actual build out of the office space and how it would work for all of the talent that you're coalescing and attracting into the building. So I believe it it's either a thousand or 1500 technologists that will be working there. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that figure, but tell us a bit about some of the decisions you made within the space um, as it relates to attracting people there, because I think it's kind of, you know, it's interesting um, to build the business case for why M&T and even why Buffalo more broadly. We definitely were very intentional about not just the choice of the where we would put this aspect of our tech hub. We also still have technologists further up Main Street at Lafayette Court. So it's not the only place we have technologists. We're actually, uh, you know, within Buffalo because we didn't want to concentrate everyone there. But we were very intentional in the choice of space. We were very intentional in the way we designed the space. It's a statement of our aspiration of how we work, of who we want to be and how we want to impact our, our community with the solutions that are going to come to life uh, out of this tech hub for us. So it is designed for, we have uh, floors 13 to 23, um, plus there's two main, very big floors on the base. And it really feels like something out of a movie set, out of uh, Silicon Valley right here in Buffalo. Um, and it's got you know, space design, we work in small teams that work together, that get up and they do stand-ups every day. So we have ceremony spaces for them to do that. We have lots of white, every wall in the, in the building is almost writable um, with yeah, as a whiteboard. You know, we have these places for people to connect, to collaborate, to communicate. And it's really, um, again, a reflection of, of we can get 1,500 people in there actually working in that way, uh, connecting with each other, uh, connecting with our customers, bringing them into co-develop and co-design uh, capabilities. We think that, that the possibilities are limitless. So we really were, were intentional in almost every choice we made in, in how we designed that space. And uh, we couldn't be more proud of how it turned out. Right. And I can attest to that, the, you know, practicing what you preached when I was on my tour, I, uh, I ran into, we saw Mike Whistler just like out and about, you know, a C-level executive at M&T for those that don't know. So um, certainly like practicing that no office space and wide open, you know, for kind of everybody. Yeah. Mike and I sit in the same little pod of desks. So what Greg is talking about is we don't have any offices in the entire space there. So it's just all open all designed to promote, like I said, communication, collaboration, collisions, ultimately to lead to, to great innovations for our customers and for our communities. So that's that's the M&T space and the tech hub. Um, one of the really interesting things is the community-wide approach that M&T has taken in this invest, investment and strategy. So a little bit higher up in within Seneca One Tower, I forget what floor number, uh, you have the tech academy, uh, different than the tech hub, but obviously, you know, family together. So tell us a bit about the tech academy, um, kind of from that like holistic approach of not just M&T's benefit, but really any tech company within Western New York. Yeah. And I would say the tech academy, the tech academy is part of the tech hub. It is on the 23rd floor, um, which is actually intentionally, again, put there because that is both 
uh, a link to the, pri the, the, the private elevator bank for M&T floors. Obviously, we're a bank. We have some security concerns, but it's also a link to the public. And we do see it as a space for um, not just M&T employees to go get training, to build new, new, uh, new skills, to uh, connect with others, but for the entire community. So, for example, initiatives like the Western New York Tech Skills, which are not just M&T, but a bunch of different companies driven through, uh, you know, collaboration, trying to, we've got uh, opportunity for 3,000 folks to come in and go through a program, learn new skills. Um, we've uh, launched our, our, our ZDP program, which is an apprenticeship-based program for main, mainframe programmers. We Our first class was 10, our second class is 13. No, they don't no college degree required just in uh you, know, you go through kind of a 12-week program and then if you kind of make it through that and we'll bring you in and, and teach you these skills um and that's going great so we just see lots of pop possibilities and for 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 you know taking a bunch of um and allowing a bunch of folks in our community to really get engaged in the in the modern technology ecosystem uh, whether you're an experienced full stack developer, you know, who's built a ton of apps and has got your own startup, or you're someone who's just getting familiar with technology capabilities and want to really explore that further. So we're, we're really excited about uh, the Tech Academy and its role in this broader ecosystem. And it's obviously many, many uh, companies, small and large, uh, who are getting involved in, in trying to raise up this tech ecosystem here in Western New York. So obviously, with advances of technology, you know, within our society, macroscopically, like every company is becoming a, a tech company, or at least a tech enabled company. So the transition is certainly necessary. And no one would argue against that. Um, but for someone that's like looking for a career change, maybe and was previously maybe in a more traditional field, and doesn't fully understand the scope of what a tech role would be or doesn't think of themselves as a techie person, what would you tell someone like that as, you know, through the Tech Academy and a lot of the programs you just listed, you're, you're trying to upskill folks and understand that it's tech isn't this big, scary word, um, but a really, you know, like a, approachable field that's attainable, those skills are attainable. Yeah. And I think you hit on it. That was where I was going to start. And that tech can seem really scary but it's it's not it's just it's a set of skills it's like learning uh you know these days folks learn languages in so many different ways uh like you know there's babble apps and different things different techniques and there's a lot of video and a lot of uh you know self-paced learning and then there might be classroom and things like that it's 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 to me it's kind of if you can learn if you wanted to learn Spanish, you'd go maybe familiar site, you know, do a little Googling, do a little research, uh, figure out what you wanted to do, maybe find an app, maybe find a class, maybe find a friend who speaks in exchange. And I think technology is, is kind of the same. You should approach it the same way. You know, do if you're interested in learning more about technology, again, I, I mentioned the Western New York Tech Skills Program, um, you know, go... go um, you know, there's a number of agencies within town that are focused on helping folks explore. Um, so I would say, heck, come down to the Tech Hub. I'll have a chat with you about about what, what what's going on here. Um, I was just exchanging notes with a, uh, someone who was referred to me who was looking to maybe come up here from Brooklyn, New York, who had just been through a tech academy kind of program, a boot camp to become a developer. And I was connecting and he's going to apply to certain companies up here. And I think that's kind of it. Just be curious. Um, 
do some research, get involved, maybe start with uh, something a little self-paced and just find a YouTube video or, uh, or again, look for one of the programs. But I think there's so many ways to get engaged and I would just encourage folks not to be scared. It's just skill. And, and there's some syntax and some language that you have to use, but um, I truly believe everyone should learn a bit about coding. Um, my ne- my ten year old nephew was uh, didn't realize it, but he was doing some really cool object oriented programming. Not to use technical term, but like literally as a ten year old through to school through an app that various tech companies have put together. And I, I I think it's something everyone can and should learn a bit about. Yeah, I've heard some folks on your team in a lot of this communication saying like it's tech jobs are the future, like trade, you know, skilled trade type jobs. And I think that that even helps like orient it in people's minds that it'll be commonplace and, and just a, like you said, a skill. And I think you mentioned it as well. It's going to be a part of, you know, the, the software is eating the world, if you will. It was a famous article from uh, a while back that kind of talked about that. I mean, I, I've been out to farms where they're using, you know, drones to look at crops and or even herd cattle, you know, out, out on farms that have been, you know, you think about biomedical and, and the UB Medical Center and what's going on there and technology. But think about it almost every, you know, I look at so many of the 43 North companies and winners are, are, are just taking technology and employing it against all sorts of different industries and, and problems and, and coming up with solutions. So, I think it's, you know, and you can either look at it as a threat or an opportunity. And I, I tend to think of it as an opportunity for folks to, uh, you know, get engaged uh, in, in what's going on. So you relocated to Buffalo three and a half years ago, as we said at the top of the conversation. And I do want to talk about your personal kind of journey with Buffalo. We'll kind of get to that next. But to stay on this, you're looking at it through a business lens. You know, you you uh, you moved for an opportunity at M and T Bank within our tech sector, and um, obviously are familiar with like technical roles and, and tech companies. What do you think that uh, a tech company or tech executive in another city that has you know is maybe exploring a relocation or expansion, no familiarity with Buffalo? What do they need to know that would maybe? you know, help build the Buffalo Niagara business case. Like, you know, we've seen so many companies kind of take us up on and and relocate maybe even within Seneca One Tower, there's a few examples. So from your personal experience of having done, you know, not moved a company, but a similar somewhat path, what would you tell somebody? No, we've even seen companies enter their US rentry, like Odoo, like into Seneca One. So I think it's... uh, I would say it involves a lot more than wings and snow. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, in some ways it, it's a really hidden gem. There's this uh, amazing set of people who are really friendly. There's an amazing history to the city and so many uh, different opportunities to do. It's a very artistic, creative uh, city. And, and I think that surprises, that was a surprise to me. Um, I moved from from Portland, Oregon. It's one of the considered, you know, uh, one of the, you know, keep Portland weird. There's just a lot of artisans and, and, a, and a lot of interesting things going on there. And uh, my 
uh, barista, if you will, my coffee guy at public, my very first day of work, um, I went in to get a cup of coffee and we got to talking a little bit. And I said, this place reminds me of this coffee shop reminds me of a West Coast kind of coffee shop. They said, and I said, I moved here from Portland. And he goes, well, Buffalo is the new Portland. And I think he, what he meant was it is kind of a lot hipper, a lot cooler, a lot more relevant than, than people realize. And, and that in my three and a half years, this has turned out to be true. So it's a great place to, to locate a company because I think there's a, you've got a great university center, not just UB, but you expand to Western New York and, and you know, RIT, UVAR, so many different schools in the space uh, turning out really and really great um, local talent. Um, but it's more than that. You can have a really amazing, rich quality of life. Cost of living is good. Um, and you're not giving up anything as far as I, I find, especially in the summertime, but really year round, there's always something interesting to do. I've gone to a play outdoors in the middle of a field in between grain silos. Um, you know, that's pretty cool when you think about it. And that's what I would say. I think Buffalo is a much cooler city than, than maybe even uh, lifetime, long time Buffalonians actually give it credit for. So that would be my message. Had you ever been to Buffalo before choosing to relocate? Ironically, I actually um, came to Buffalo twice before once for a music competition in high school and once to interview with M&T in 1991 for their one of their programs. And I, I, I couldn't see my way clear. So it took me, I, I like to joke, it took me only 28 years to kind of find my way back. Uh, after that so I really but I really hadn't spent any time here my wife had spent no time here and um, when she came to visit to make sure it was a place we'd want to live I, I we got back on the plane and she asked I asked her so what do you think she said surprising she goes we can definitely do this I, I think there's there's a lot here there's a lot that the city has to offer and certainly in the three and a half plus years I've been here uh, that's proven to be um, more than true hopefully it doesn't take uh 20 plus years to convince some other people maybe listening as well. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, definitely. I would, if I had known better, I would have shortened that time frame significantly. Well, thank you very much for your time. Before I let you go, we always end on a couple hard hitting journalistic blizzard round questions. So sure. if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Cookies and cream. What's a book or TV show that you'd recommend? Just watch clickbait. I found it fascinating. Very interesting. I've seen that. Yes. Text or phone call? Text. Uh, you're kind of a Buffalo newbie, so I'm interested in this one. Bills or Sabres? Uh, I feel for the Sabres. I, I'd love to say Sabres, but it's got to be Bills. Hiking or skiing? Hiking. And boy, there's some amazing hiking and stuff around here. And last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Oh, flat. Not even close. Thank you very much for everything. No, thanks, Greg. Appreciate your time. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast Follow our social media channels and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.